Hello, Go Up Brisbane members, friends and listeners, and welcome back to our podcast. My name is Imogen and I'm the founder of Girl Up Brisbane and it's my honour and joy to introduce the first episode of our new podcast for 2022 entitled Uncovered. In Uncovered, you'll hear from an outstanding group of our members as they uncover their tips in a chat session with me in areas ranging from uni to work to career choices and so forth. It is my pleasure to welcome the beautiful Zaina who'll be kicking off the 2022 season with our first ever episode as we uncover the importance of educating and challenging yourself to use your voice as a student within politics and to advocate for social change. So welcome Zaina, it's amazing to have you and to have you kick us off for the year. Yes, hi Imogen, thank you so much for having me, I'm so excited for this episode. Oh, me too. Well, I think to start it off, for some of our listeners who might not know you, would you like to just give a really quick blurb about yourself? What are you studying, your passions, maybe a goal for this year? Oh, okay. So I study justice and human services at the Queensland University of Technology, or QUT. I'm not really sure what passions I have at the moment. I'm currently in uni break, so I'm just chilling out. Um, But I will say something I do want to learn this year is definitely improve and expand on my education in like politics and stuff I'm really excited to learn honestly (laughs) yes I love that I feel like uni break is such a long break and it's good to be able to set a goal or something in mind for the year yeah literally three months is a long time like four I I think I don't know what to do at this point it's just it's okay we're striving (laughs) no I'm absolutely the same to start off today I was literally so keen to get you on board like we've only met a couple of times but whenever I meet you you have such a zest for life and I always feel motivated after we speak I genuinely do Um, So I think we'll start with that, your sort of zest and your energy. What was it that led you to studying your degree? Was there like a specific moment that led you to make the decision or have you always been so passionate about like justice and helping others? Well, first of all, first of all, literally love you. You are literally (laughs) I love you. (laughs) Motivated person. And I just always wanted to help people with that and mind. Like I always was thinking, I don't really know what to do with uni. Um, I just knew I didn't like science. So I I didn't know how to do science. I'm so bad at it. So I just pushed to the side. And then I was like, oh, law looks good. But I literally went on a year 12 legal studies excursion. And then the lawyers there were like, don't do law. And then the barrister yeah. was like, it's so hard to be a lawyer. Like, it's going to be so hard. To find. I'm like, you know what? Fine. I won't be a lawyer. <laughs> Justice really worked for me because as I said, like it advocates for social change and you get to learn mm. about these things within the country and outside as well. And with human services, honestly, I was just like, double degree sounds cool and it intertwines with justice. So here we are. And it's great. Like you learn so many new perspectives and all these issues you don't really think about or know about. And you Mm. just, it's so great to know. Yeah, that's amazing. I feel like the degree, like what you said, the double degree, those two areas sort of combined would give you like such a good skill set for leaving uni as well because you've just learned so much yeah it's definitely broad which allows me to go into different fields which is amazing because honestly I have no idea what to do in the future but that's like two years times problem yeah leaving as it is right now you're going into third year right yes I am yep me too does it feel like a lot of time has passed since first year 
I feel like it's actually flown by really quickly. Mm. Like obviously when the assignments come rolling in, it takes forever and it's so yeah. like draining. But after that, like I would just be like, wow, I'm already in my like two years have passed already. Yeah. And it's like, wow. And we've also both of us, I'm pretty sure we entered university within the pandemic beginning. And yeah. that has drained a lot. Like, you know, we didn't get that many in-person classes and restricted like seeing new people and stuff, but I think we're both striving like you do what do you study again law I'm and double in law and humanities majoring in western civilization so sort of similar Literally. to you like a really broad degree I love it we are here for it <laughs> honestly yeah. it's honestly worth it though I feel like I'm learning so much I actually enjoy what I'm learning which is what you want at uni well I mean both of us going into third year but I think, like you said, our first year was so different, not just because, you know, we'd never done uni before, but because of COVID. And I mean, it's something that's still going on, but would you have any advice you'd give maybe some of our listeners who might be going into their first year of uni or even people going back to uni who might just feel a little bit apprehensive? Well, first of all, don't stress about it too much. Honestly, like, you don't need to study all the time. Like you can still have a social life, believe it or not. And you yes. just need to work around it. And like, it's not about working as long as you can. It's about working effectively as well. So definitely make sure you read the criteria sheets and the assignment layout so you know what you're doing. Um, also, if your university has an app, I strongly recommend downloading mm. it. Because like I have the QT <laughs> app and it's a lifesaver for me because yes. I have like a wayfinder. And if you don't know where a building is, you just click on it and it'll take you there. And like I was the I've been here for like two years and I still only know where like five buildings are. So it's so useful, honestly. So and also there's easier access to emails and QT has a GPA tracker as well, which is so good. That's you want so to handy. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So yeah, I strongly recommend the apps. Um and in terms of like meeting new people and getting settling into university definitely go to orientation weeks especially the days relating to your degree like they have workshops specifically for just to understand what you're studying and you know I went to that on my first orientation week and I met one of my closest friends now so it's really good and if you want to expand on meeting new people go to university clubs and join them and even volunteer on campus it's so good yeah, I agree with that. Like, I feel like O-Week, like even when we had COVID for our first year, I think because I was able to go to some of those events and actually meet people before everything was moved online, that uni wasn't as daunting because you're all just in the same boat and you can just really bond over that, which is so good. 100%. Like, it's great. I guess what you were saying before as well about uni, you definitely... It's, it's definitely different from school where school might just seem like your whole life. You have time if you want for a job, to volunteer and for a social life, which we all need. Um, and I understand that you, um, Zaina, you sometimes spend a time volunteering and working. I think you've worked with some local councillors before. I was just wondering as, you know, someone who's studying justice and someone has firsthand experience working and volunteering for organizations. I'd really love to get your take on how to best use resources when it comes to voting, because hand in hand with uni comes turning 18 for most people and obviously the right to vote. How do you approach understanding who to vote for and what's your experience with voting? 
One thing I highly recommend, especially if you are like freshly 18, is to enroll as soon as you can. So it's not too hectic and overwhelming when you have to, oh, sorry, register Mm -hmm. um, when voting is happening and occurring. Um, And also try to do early voting when the election date is set, because a lot of the time on the actual voting days, it's packed, it's hectic. When I turned 18, I just drove my car to early voting and it was so chill. Like there was rarely any people there and it wasn't overwhelming at all. So it was perfect. Um, A lot of people don't really know who to vote for. And especially if you're not involved with politics, like you will have no clue. Um, There is media bias, unfortunately. I think we'll get into that in a bit, which will skew your opinions on and like interpretations of the people who are running for prime minister and members and stuff like that but I will say I'll give you two things to think about number one history just think of the past and the facts what these political parties have done like for example I know Labour introduced Medicare and debannuation TAFE so definitely thinking about what they've actually done is one thing to consider and there is also a website it's called theyvoteforyou.org.au so basically that's when you write write in the name of the political figure you want to search about and it basically shows the bills they approve of and what they are kind of you can tell what they want to vote for and want in society from this website so it's really useful and you can kind of see what they vote for and skew it with your personal opinions and stuff so definitely recommend if you want to see who you like and all that that's amazing I mean I never even knew about that resource so I know that when I go off this I'm literally going to search that website up I feel like it can be quite overwhelming going to vote for the first time sometimes you just feel like you need to put a tick in a box but your every vote means something and I think people don't realize even if you're voting for a smaller party those can be the most powerful votes um so it's so important to be educated and use resources like that 100% and like a lot of people they do donkey votes or like vote for the first person and it's like I know you may not care about it but you need to keep in mind that this is the future of our country in this political party's hands so we really need to vote wisely and definitely consider what we are doing. So now we're just gonna have a quick break and I would love to use this opportunity to promote a small Brisbane business called Dunkle Authentic located in Fortitude Valley. Now, I often find that finding makeup that's sustainable and eco-friendly can present itself to be a bit of a challenge, but Dunkel Authentic is leading the force in the ethical manufacturing of makeup. Dunkle Authentic is using sustainable raw materials like Australian oils, waxes, seed butters and silica and they craft foundations, skincare and lipstick actually right there in their Fortitude Valley studio. It's an incredible business if you're looking to spice up your makeup collection in the new year, this is definitely the place for you to check out. Plus they're a small business and they're sustainable. What more could you want? Now back to the podcast. When I was speaking to you about what we wanted to chat with on this podcast, I know you mentioned obviously voting um, and also diversity in the media, which is integral to informing decisions like this. And I think the Murdoch media obviously has a very controlling effect upon the media and model journalism just 
does need a lot of work. Um, but I'd love to hear your perspective on how the bias depicted throughout the media also influences perceptions upon minority groups, if you're happy to chat about that. Of course. So I'll go with like voting first. And actually, I actually have a picture with Scott Morrison in the newspaper. <laughs> And I just remember crying to my dad. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in the newspaper with Scott Morrison. I don't want to be associated with <laughs> Oh my with gosh, him. you'll have to send that to me. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, but what was funny about that piece was that they will keep on comparing Scott Morrison to an ordinary bloke. And the picture of him they used, other than the one with me, was okay. him with thongs on, with shorts on, texting on his phone, oh like an gosh. ordinary bloke. And yeah. the thing is, they're calling him this ordinary bloke when, you know, he gets free accommodation, flights, phone. That's not what ordinary people do. But they're trying to make it look like he's one of us. But at yeah. least, you know, <laughs> the case. <laughs> but yes, Murdoch Media is mainly, sorry, yeah, most of Australian media is owned by Murdoch. And mm. it obviously inflicts bias because he is known to be pro-conservative. And as I, said, well, I was talking about how they're trying to portray Scott Morrison as one of us, it's definitely a tactic they use. Um, I actually recently came about an article, right? I'll just read it real quick. So it was about the cases in, um, I think during New Year. So Victoria has a Labour Premier and mm -hmm. they have 7,742 cases. And the head title, obviously both these news articles are run by Murdoch Media and it says, new infections surge to an all-time high as the state hits 7,442 COVID cases. So that was the news article title for the Victoria Premier. And the New South Wales, obviously, is an LNP Premier. They have three times the amount of cases, which is 22,577 cases. Mm. And their title was Hope burst through COVID cloud as Sydney <laughs> rings in a new year. You can really see the difference. And stuff like that really do influence political opinion. As said, like when you're trying to vote and trying to learn new things about who to vote for, try to avoid Australian media such as Seven News or the Korea Mail, because truth be told, they are quite biased. As I said, look through history, look through facts, even look at statistics, because at least they can't really be biased as so seen in media and especially with social issues well there's so many <laughs> things which can be shown I think one thing that definitely sticks out to me is Islamophobia towards Muslims especially after 9-11 and like ISIS there were these big stereotypes that all Muslims are terrorists because of these things and to me that's like you can't overarch groups like that especially if yeah. you are Muslim as I am Murder is against our beliefs, so I don't know what these people are talking about. But like, if that comparison is the same as overarching, you know, not all Germans are Nazis. Like, it's not, it doesn't make sense. So to see it all come into play and the amount of how the media portrayed Muslims obviously influenced public opinions as well. So I personally am quite grateful. I haven't experienced anything completely bad, but I have, I know people around me who were scared to walk out of their house because they wore a hijab or a headscarf. Mm. I know someone, I think this lady was like 40 years old or something and she wore a headscarf and she was at the airport and the security associated her with ISIS. So they went through her messages and her photos. And I also know someone who got hot coffee thrown at them in the car because they were wearing a scarf. Like it's honestly unbelievable how the media portrayed these opinions 
and they completely left, leave out like the good of what Muslim people do so mm. it's really disappointing to see honestly and I just hope it improves throughout time yeah yeah that's horrible I mean sort of linking back to where we started with the media I love your advice on going to statistics or going to different newspapers because a lot of papers like the Korea Mail they have a paywall and it just doesn't make sense to me because I think we all need to have know what's going on in our world we need to understand where we're living and what's happening um and then leading into what you were saying about bias in the media obviously affecting minority groups and making these huge completely just really harmful opinions and sharing them about groups of people which just it just blows my mind like there's no logic behind it and it leads even just words in the paper can have such a detrimental effect on the lives of people as you've said and I think for our listeners regardless of their gender or their race or their political opinions do you have any suggestions as to how we can try to combat this combat I guess um bias in the media and um discrimination and can we even do anything about it it's definitely a hard one because obviously Australian media is owned by the same person majority of it anyways but simply just looking through other sources as well and as the statistics or other resources such as media from other countries even that could help like Al Jazeera news like they can show more of the Muslim side or the non-western side of certain topics and maybe non-biased ones such as the Guardian is pretty good I think yeah Guardian's my (laughs) go-to yeah but yeah we definitely just need to disassociate from these well-known news articles and out media outlets and even going through you know sometimes even TikTok helps like obviously it's not a reliable source completely but there are reliable people on there who actually show evidence and show proof of their claims and what they say and Instagram as well like you get all these infographics and it's really good to learn from them Mm -hmm. especially from posts there are like non-for-profit organizations which do post about issues and show them and what they mean and how to help so definitely looking through them is a major thing people need to do to educate themselves more yeah Yeah. definitely I think it's so good like the I mean obviously there's a con of social media which is that anyone has the ability to post whatever they believe is their truth regardless of whether it's true or just absolute biased opinion but it's great when you have people who and I guess groups that do post really really useful um, statistically supported information because it makes it so much more accessible to the younger generation or even if you know you don't want to read a huge article you can read a small amount and at least have some knowledge which is so good yeah 100 it's straight to the point as well like a lot of articles like if you want to read them it's just all this waffle at the top <laughs> and then it goes through this like with one paragraph I'm like just get to the yeah, point like <laughs> yeah and obviously with this like current society you know social media is going up and it's so good that we are getting more of these outlets as you said so I'm hoping people use it for good and just make sure they're reading stuff properly and making sure the information they do read is reliable because it is hard to tell sometimes. 
Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for that. Um, and I guess we're nearing the end of our episode. So to wrap up, I'd love to ask on a light note, what are your hopes for the political or the media landscape for 2022 or beyond? I'm hoping people can just like educate themselves more, especially if you don't know much about politics. Like I still like, I know a bit, but I still want to educate myself more. And there's no problem with that. And definitely just looking back and just making sure they pick the right choice. I really don't want to say who to vote for. I feel like that's not my place, but please just research. And as said before, this is the future of our country depending on these votes. So please take it seriously. And I just wish everyone the best really. And I just hope everything goes well because we really need good <laughs> after no, all this <laughs> definitely well thank you so much Zaina it's always a pleasure chatting with you and I'm really glad that you were able to kick us off for 2022 I mean you always have such a quality of earnestness when you speak and I know our listeners will really have gained an insight from today's episode and so for our listeners thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of uncovered make sure to tune into episode two released next week featuring another one of our inspiring club members as always thank you for your continued support stay safe and stay inspired